This afternoon for a scripture reading, we'll turn to Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, and we'll read from verses 13 through 29. Matthew Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now, in connection with this passage, we are also going through the Lord's Prayer, and we will turn to the Heidelberg Catechism, uh, Lord's Day 49, as well, with page 85 in the back of your Psalter. Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 49, on page 85, in the back of your Psalter. And there it asks, what is the third petition of the Lord's Prayer? What is the third petition of the Lord's Prayer? And the answer is, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is... Grant that we and all men may renounce our own will, and without murmuring, obey thy will, which is only good, that so everyone may attend to and perform the duties of his station and calling as willingly and faithfully as the angels do in heaven. Dear congregation, 
we turn again to the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, as we continue our study of the Lord's Prayer, our text comes to us from Luke 11 and verse 2. Here the Lord Jesus said to his disciples, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And today our focus is especially on those last words of this verse, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Children, Do you ever fight with each other? Do you ever argue with your parents or disobey your parents? Now, why do we do that? Why do we want to do something different than other people or than our parents? It's because you're not getting what you want, is it? You want your own way. You want to do what you want to do. And we do the same thing with God. We fight against God when we want to do our own will instead of God's will. We argue or complain to God when things happen in our life that we do not not agree with, that we don't want to happen. And this is why the the Lord Jesus here teaches us to pray. Your will be done. And why is it important, children, to do God's will? Well, we read from Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. Jesus says in verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And then he gave us that nice example, that story, didn't he, of those two houses that were built. There was a house that the person built on a solid foundation. And when the storms came, that house stood. It withstood the storms, the rain and the floods. And he said he likens the person who does God's will with the one who built his house on the rock. And in this life we face many trials, many storms. Now, will we remain standing on the foundation of God's Word? Will we do God's Word and will when we are put to the test? And so Jesus teaches us here, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's our theme this evening, a prayer for God's will. Our prayer for God's will. And first... We want to see that we were created to do God's will. In the first place, we were created to do God's will. You may wonder, has there ever been a time in this world when God's will was followed perfectly by all his creatures, including us? And yes, there was. When God created the heavens and the earth, his will was done. He spoke and everything came into being. You heard that this morning as well. The earth was formed, he made the lights, he divided the water, he made the plants and the birds and the animals, and he created Adam and Eve. And he saw everything he had made, and it was all very good. Creation was done exactly according to the will of God. 
Adam and Eve also, they obeyed God's will perfectly. In their marriage, in their family that they had at the time, just their marriage or two, and their work that they had in the garden, keeping the garden. They had the law of God in their hearts. And they walked with God, it says. That means they agreed with God in everything. There was nothing between them. There was no sin in the world. And they could walk with God in harmony with Him. Everything was being done according to the will of God. Adam and Eve lived according to the will of God. And now you can think of the angels. The angels in heaven still do the will of God. And that's why this prayer says, as it is in heaven. Angels were created to praise God. Some are sent as messengers. Some are sent to send judgments on this world. When we think of the heavens, we also think of space, the universe, the moon, the stars, the sun. They also obey God's word. And as Psalm 8 says, they also praise God. They divide the days and they govern the seasons. But when we speak of God's will, children, we need to also distinguish between God's revealed will and God's secret will. You can read of that in Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. It says that the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever. Why? It says, so that we may do all the works, all the words of this law. So there is a secret will of God that we cannot and may not know, children. And we may wonder why certain things happen or who will be saved or when the world will be ended. There's many questions that we have that we cannot have an answer to. God does not reveal them to us. So we must not pry into these things. God's, but God's secret will is always being done. Behind the scenes, so to speak, God's will is always being carried out because He controls all of creation, all of history, and the whole purpose of redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ from the first promise in Genesis to when He comes back in the clouds of heaven is all being determined by God and controlled and directed by God. But this prayer also deals specifically with the revealed will of God. This is the the will of God's command, the word that he now gives to us in the Bible. And doing God's will is obeying his word. It's believing everything that he has given to us here in his word and doing nothing that is forbidden by his word. And so this prayer is really asking that we would obey God's word willingly and perfectly and without any complaining or questions. But we must pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because we know that we do not follow God's will perfectly. So what happened? We see in the second place that there was a fall from God's will. We fell from God's will. Angels were created as servants of God to do God's will. But there also we read of some angels that fell from their glory. A number of angels followed Satan, the the leader, in, in a proud rebellion against God. And they were cast out of heaven. And now they roam this earth. And now they must wait until the final judgment of God when he will cast all the, the, the demons into eternal darkness. 
But in paradise, God told Adam and Eve that they could live in the garden, they could eat off of every tree in the garden, except they were not permitted to eat off the, of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But Satan came and tempted Eve. And he made Eve go against God's will. And both Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They did their own will. And because they disobeyed, now the whole human race, every person in this world, is born against God's will and cannot do God's will unless they are born again spiritually. But even so, all God's people in this world are not able to do God's will perfectly in this life. And Romans 8 verse 7 also says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Do we believe that? Do we believe that if we are not saved, we can in no wise do God's will? We are not able to. We cannot please God. And why do we fight with each other, children? Why do we argue with our parents so often? Why, do we, why are we so often distracted from listening to God's word or seeking God's will? Do you believe that our hearts are naturally at enmity with God? That we don't want to obey God, but that we want to follow our own will? And we even heard it this morning that our hearts even fight against our own salvation, against our own good, like Naaman this morning, when he did not want to listen to the initial word of Elisha to go wash in the river. And Jesus also said this in John 5. He said, but you are not willing to come to me that you might have life. And also in Luke 13, Jesus said, How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood, but you are not willing. And so we can see it's not God's fault if we will not be saved. God is pointing to our hearts and saying, You are not willing. And children, our hearts have a natural bent, a natural inclination away from God. Away from God and to, to following our own will. And that's why we need to pray this prayer, children. Your will be done, Lord. We need your grace. We need the irresistible work of your Holy Spirit to do his will. That's what the Apostle Paul also had to learn. You remember his story? He thought he was doing the will of God, persecuting the church of Christ. He went to Damascus pursuing Christians until the Lord stopped him on the road to Damascus and showed him that he was persecuting Christ. And then what did Paul ask the Lord? He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He realized that his will was opposed to God. But when the Lord saved him, he began to ask the question, Lord, what do you want me to do? And that's a prayer that we all need to pray as well. We all need to seek God's will. And so this is a prayer that acknowledges and confesses that God's will is not being done in this world. That His will 
is not being done for sure by unbelievers who are not able to do God's will, but even in our own hearts, even in the lives of believers. We do not follow God's will perfectly. But he gives that desire to obey him. But how often do we realize that we don't? That we still follow our own way. And then we realize that we can't do God's will in our own strength. But we need the Holy Spirit of God. He's the one who gives us his grace and strength to begin to obey. Do you pray this prayer as well, children? Do you pray this prayer because you know that you do not keep God's word perfectly? See, the devils tremble because they know God is real and his word is true. But they cannot pray this prayer because they will never be able to do God's will again. Not his revealed will in his word. They're only waiting for that final judgment. But you know why we can pray this prayer? Because of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has made it possible for you and me to be able to do his will again. Because the Lord Jesus Christ paid for the the punishment of our disobedience. And now he also enables us by giving his Holy Spirit. Christ ascended into heaven. Remember on Pentecost, he poured out his Holy Spirit. He gives his Holy Spirit to enable his people to begin to do his will. And so then thirdly, we pray to do God's will. We pray this prayer to be able to do God's will. And what what are we praying for then, children? What are we praying for when we pray, your will be done? Well, if we pray for God's will to be done, we're at the same time saying that our will should not be done. Unless it is exactly the same as God's will. Unless it is aligned perfectly with God's holy will. So when we're praying this prayer, we're praying against ourselves. We're praying against our old, our old sinful nature. But we're also praying for ourselves That God would give us His grace to do His will. And to transform us, to change us, to do God's will. You're praying for His enabling Spirit to do His will. Because if we, if we consider how we pray in this world, if we just ask God to bless our plans, to bless our health, to bless our work, and then we, are we then really praying for God's will to be done? Or are we praying for God's will to match our will? That our will would be blessed by His will. But when we pray, Your will be done, we are really submitting, we're forfeiting our own will into the hands of God. To say, let Your will be done. And that's what the Lord Jesus says in Luke 9, verse 23, when he says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. 
And so this is a prayer of self-denial, a prayer to deny your own will. And to follow the Lord Jesus means we must turn away from our old sinful and corrupt will and by God's grace begin to do His perfect will. Our will must be conformed to God's will, not God's will to our will. And how is that possible? How is it possible for us to do God's will if our hearts are naturally bent away from God and not able to obey? Do you ever feel that problem in your heart? Do you ever feel that problem that you know what is right, you even desire to do what is right, and yet it seems like you can never do it, at least not perfectly? And does that bother you? Or do you compare yourself with someone else and say, well, I'm not as bad as they are? But if we compare ourselves to God's word, we see that we fall so short. But here the Lord Jesus Christ teaches us to pray this prayer because he did obey God's word perfectly. He submitted his whole life to the will of his Father in heaven. We see that especially in Luke 22 when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he saw that that agony, that he was in agony because he saw the wrath of God coming. He saw the punishment of God coming. And what did he say? He prayed, Lord, not, or Father, not my will, but yours be done. He was there to take the punishment for the disobedience of his people. And Isaiah 53 says as well, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of all, of us all. We've all wandered from God doing our own will. There's none of us that can say that we have not. We're like wandering sheep. But it's for such sheep that the Lord Jesus Christ took this punishment. He died obeying his Father's will for the disobedience of sinners. He willingly suffered and died so he could obtain that grace to give and to teach sinners to do his will. And that's why you and I can pray this prayer. Your will be done. Because Jesus has made it possible to begin doing God's will by the power of His Holy Spirit that He now freely gives to those who ask. He never died for devils. There's no salvation, no hope for devils anymore. But in God's mercy, there's hope for every one of us. And when we pray this prayer, we confess that we do not keep God's will. But we're praying for His Holy Spirit, for His grace to teach us. Is that your desire today? Do you want to obey God's will? When you pray this, Luke also says your Heavenly Father will give His Holy Spirit to those who ask. That is where we get the strength and the power. The Lord delights to hear us pray unto Him to come with empty hands so He can fill our every need. But that leads us, fourthly, to doing God's revealed will. Doing God's revealed will. Because if we pray to do God's will, we also need to learn what God's will is so that we can do it. 
And that means we need to study what, children? We need to study the Bible, the Scriptures, the Word of God. That's where He shows His revealed will to us. And some of the commandments that God gives us are very clear. Some of His will. He gives us the Ten Commandments. That's relatively clear. Ephesians 6 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That's a clear command. James 1 verse 27 says we must visit the widow and the orphans in their need and we must remain unspotted from the world. That means we must not be mixed with the influences of this world. We must be a separate people. First Thessalonians 4 verse 3 said, For this is the will of God. It spells it out here clearly. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. And so the Bible is full of all these commands. Most of them, many like this, are very clear. And children, when you get home, you can read the Bible or ask your parents to and see what other commands you can find, what, what the will of God teaches us. But here, remember that story that we read. Jesus told a story about these two houses. And he says the person who hears God's word and does it is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. But the foolish man, he hears God's word, and what does he do with it? Nothing. He either forgets it, or he neglects it, or he ignores it, but he does not do it. And if we only hear God's word and do not do it, James says our religion is not real. And so we read in Matthew there, what's our, what's our life like? Are we a good tree that produces good fruit? Are we, are we, or are we a bad tree that produces bad fruit? Because we cannot be both. And a bad tree will not produce good fruit. So what do we do with the word of God that we hear? And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 7 verse 21 that only those who do the will of God the Father will enter heaven. And the reason he says that is because it reveals what is in the heart. Out of the heart will proceed either good or evil. It shows what kind of a tree we are. And if that makes us worry about our life, Jesus says here, pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a prayer to God saying, Lord, let your will be done by me, just like the angels in heaven do your will. Let me be as willing as the angels in heaven to praise your name. Let me be as willing to do my chores and my homework as the angels in heaven are willing to obey God's every command. Children, are we as willing as the angels to obey every command of God? Pray this prayer. And you say, well, how is that possible again? Well, it's by faith. Enoch is an example of someone who's, who did God's will. Because Hebrews says that Enoch was taken up. He, he, did not, he did not know death. God took him into heaven because he pleased God, it says. And the next verse says in Hebrews eleven six that without faith is impossible to please God. It is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ alone that we can do the will of God. Jesus Christ is the one who said, I come not to do my own will, but the will of my Father in heaven. And because he did his Father's will, he can now give us the grace to do his Father's will also. Not perfectly, but the beginning of it 
the new life, the new fruit. And doing God's will includes that repentance. Repentance for all our disobedience and sin. And faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who can deliver us and enable us by His Spirit. Faith that even though every day we fall so short, every day we see our shortcomings, that we can trust in His perfect obedience and His righteousness, that because He obeyed on behalf of His people, we can be covered in His righteousness. We can be accepted of God because of His perfect righteousness. And we must be hidden in Him by faith alone. And that will also encourage you to do your best and to be diligent every day. As James also says, if we have faith, then we will also have the works to prove it. We will do God's will. And so we pray to learn God's will, that God will give us His Holy Spirit to teach us to understand His will and to begin to do His will. But Thomas Watson said, don't pray against sin and then sin against your prayer. Now he's saying do not pray to be able to do God's will and then go out and contradict what you've just learned about God's will. Do not pray that God will bless your work and then work on Sunday that God says don't work on Sunday. Don't ask God to bless your relationship when your relationship is contrary to God's revealed word. But we must align ourselves with the will of God to do what He asks or tells us to do. And we're called to do God's will at all times. Good times and difficult times. And that brings us to the last thought, submitting to God's secret will. This prayer really emphasizes that God's revealed will be done on earth by His people But this prayer also asks for grace to submit to God's secret will. Children, how often have you been disappointed? Maybe plans got changed, or maybe you had vacations planned, and somebody got sick. Or like last year, the roads were blocked by the floods, or the storms, and you couldn't go. And there's nothing you can do about it, is there? But you're so disappointed, your plans changed. You think of all the things that just happened last year. There are floods that destroyed roads and farms and houses. They changed many people's plans. There was a heat wave that destroyed many crops this year with a wet spring, causing a poor harvest. And so many things got changed. And then you think of the children who, who become sick, either with cancer or whatever illness they have, and they spend such a long time in the hospital, or elderly people, they they get sick, and we do not understand why these things need to happen. But everything that happens is in the secret will of God. But when something like this happens, we can be so disappointed. And our will fights against God's will and it argues with Him. It complains to Him because we don't want it to go this way. But then we must pray, Lord, not my will, but Your will be done. And we need to submit to God's perfect wisdom and will and His guidance in our life. 
And we need His grace. And we need His Holy Spirit to strengthen us during these times. This prayer then is asking for patience. It's asking for endurance to do God's will even in the darkest of times. And children, you certainly remember the story of Joseph. I don't think he understood why his brothers hated him so much. Why they threw him in a pit. Or why they sold him as a slave to Egypt. He didn't understand why he was thrown into prison in Egypt. But there was nothing he could do about these things. He was helpless. But in the midst of it all, we also see that God gave him the grace and the patience to do God's revealed will. Because as a slave in Potiphar's house, he was a faithful worker. Even in prison, he was a diligent worker. And he was recognized for that. In Potiphar's house, he resisted the temptation that Potiphar's wife brought to him. He did God's will in the midst of his trials and darkness. And later on, on he could say that the Lord meant it all for good. That God uses even these difficult circumstances. And there he placed Joseph in the exact place at the exact time when God would use him there in Pharaoh's palace in Egypt to provide food for the nations and specifically for God's people Israel to keep them alive and to preserve them. God's secret will is directing all of history around Christ and his church to be revealed in the last day. And we need to keep that in mind when we don't know what's happening even in our own country. We don't know what will happen in our country, in our own lives or our families in the coming days, weeks, months, years. But there's one thing that God tells us to do, and that is His revealed will. And trust Him to direct all things according to His perfect will, that all things work out together for good to those who love God and are called according to His will. And so He teaches us here To pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one day that will will perfectly be done by all his people when he creates the new heavens and the new earth. And his church is gathered into one and all his people are redeemed. And all the wicked along with the devils are cast into outer darkness. But all his people will be given that new spiritual body and life where he will do his will forever and ever to his glory. So pray this prayer every day. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Beginning in my heart. Amen.